0: today's episode because it is a topic that I have become quite passionate about and that I really do enjoy talking about Um, and I think it's a topic that scares a lot of people and intimidates a lot of people and it used to intimidate me as well but in the last two years has become something that I do regularly, and do enjoy doing to an extent, and that is pitching. Um, This is something that I did very accidentally about, yeah, two years ago now, when I made this decision to move away from wedding photography and make my dream of being a fashion photographer come true. I had shot my very first wedding of the season and kind of was overcome with the realization that i didn't want to do wedding photography full time i didn't want to do that it wasn't my draw it wasn't my passion it wasn't what drove me it wasn't why i had become a photographer and after spending two weeks feeling a little bit down and lost and confused I decided to pull myself out of it and take action. And I never, the the idea of a pitch never came into my head. All I was doing was sending an email, basically. And to give you a bit of background, I had been using Instagram for maybe like two years up to that point to build my business. And part of that journey, I had shared one day a photo of me wearing a hat um, by the brand Jules. If you're in the UK, you will know Jules. If you're anywhere else in the world, you may have never heard of them. I do think they're available throughout Europe now. They're growing bigger and bigger. I don't know how successful they are in the US yet, but they are a wonderful brand and I love their products. I genuinely love their products. I wear their products all the time. So I had this hat and my boyfriend had taken a photo with me wearing this hat and I'd shared it on Instagram and I had tagged the brand um, and they had asked me if I would mind them resharing that image and they sent me a DM asking me that so at the time this had maybe been six months before I wanted to get in touch with them myself but I had been given the email address in that conversation to someone in the marketing team and I don't know why, at the time, this didn't strike me as something quite useful, but I just forgot about it. Until this day, six months later, in the summer, when I was feeling a little lost, and I knew that I wanted to shoot fashion, and shoot for brands, and shoot content for brands, so I had the idea to shoot something with a brand in mind. And this is one of the tactics I talk about a lot when you're first starting out and you first want to start working with brands. What you need to have in your portfolio is imagery that demonstrates your skills and why you suit that brand. So with that knowledge in my head, I was like, right, how can I make a shoot that would really suit <laughs> Jules And of course, I put a mood board together. I went on it on Pinterest, and I got pinning, and I looked at their brand, and I looked at the kind of imagery they shared, and I looked at what I could do and what I could add to that. And once I'd put that mood board together, I originally I I genuinely was going to go to the shop and buy a ton of Jules products, but then it occurred to me, mainly thanks to the fact that one of my best friends is a blogger, that it might be worth me emailing them and asking them if they would mind sending me some products instead of me going out and buying all the products to show them afterwards so completely on a whim i wrote an email with my mood board in it saying that i was a photographer in cornwall that i had shot with their i, sh- I had shot an image for them once a long time ago and asked them if they would be willing to send me some product that i could do a shoot with them, uh, that doesn't sound right. Send me some product that I could then do a shoot for them with. Uh, and to my surprise and my shock and my ecstatic joy, <laughs> uh, they replied within about 10 minutes. It was amazing. I will never forget that moment because it was like a light bulb went off in my head and I was suddenly like, hang on a second, is this all I have to do? Do I just have to email and ask? And the answer is yes. (laughs) It is as simple as that. You need to start asking. So the shoot went to plan, they sent me a big box of stuff, um, and in exchange they got images. So I got product and they got images and they did use those images quite a lot. They used them on their Instagram, they used them on the blog, Um, And that was the start of not only an incredible relationship with the brand, Jules, I still work with them now, in fact I'm working with them throughout 2019 to shoot their social media content, Um, it started me off on a path of getting in touch with brands similar to Jules and, and brands that I wanted to work with through email. So I've come on quite a journey and I've learned a thing or two now about pitching I will say that I am learning all the time, and I am constantly trying out new things, I am, I am refining my system, refining my techniques, learning more and more about email communication, learning more about psychology, and how reaching out to people works. But to get you started, to get you in motion, I want to share with you today how you can start pitching yourself to brands and businesses that you dream of working with as well, because if I can do it, I promise you can do it too. So before I go into sort of the how, I wanted to talk about why. Why should you bother with pitching yourself? Um, A lot of people when they hear that I pitch myself often, they say, oh, I can't do that, It's uh, I, just, I just rather wait for brands to come to me, I'm too scared to put myself out there. And I get that, that is a genuine fear, it's a totally human reaction to self-promotion, to reaching out to people, especially people you don't know, and feeling intimidated by that. I still feel quite a lot of fear whenever I do it, but it's all about that fear, feel the fear and do it anyway um but essentially if you have let me let me put it this way as a photographer you will have a dream for what your like career will look like you will have an idea of what kind of work it is that you want to shoot you will have things that you're inspired by, you will have imagery that you're drawn to, you will have images in your head dancing around that you feel so drawn to shooting that you feel compelled to make them. Now you might go out of your own way and make them personally, we all- there is a large place for personal work but my argument is, why can't you make a living from making work that you love as well? The problem when you wait for brands and businesses to come to you all the time is that you don't get to choose the direction of your business quite so much. You are going to be at the mercy of who comes to you. Of course, marketing plays into this and you should be marketing yourself, you know, outwardly and trying to attract people who will work for your business. But I argue that it is just as effective to go to the people you want to work with show up, show them who you are, show them your work and tell them how good you are because I guarantee you that you are good enough and that there is a chance for you to work with the brands you dream of. So that is my main argument is if you don't do, if you don't put yourself out there you're going to end up not shooting necessarily and of course this is not 100% True all the time, but you are limiting yourself to shooting with brands that you would dream of shooting with. And I am proof of that. I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would work with brands like Bowdoin or Jules or Crew Clothing or Barber or any of these brands. Um but by putting myself out there and putting myself in front of them, I now work with them. Every single brand I've worked with big brand like we're talking national nationwide you know retail high street brand luxury brand every brand I've worked with bar one has been because I pitched myself to them none of these brands again bar one came to me I went to all of them and I guarantee you I wouldn't be where I am right now if I hadn't done that so that is my story and that is my hopefully sort of motivational speech to give you the courage and the oomph that you need to write that first pitch. So let's jump into the how. The first thing you want to do when you are planning cold emails or pitching is to know who you want to work with. This is sometimes the hardest part for some people. I found it quite easy, mainly because I guess I have always been quite clear on the brands that I love, mainly because of the brands I shop with, (laughs) um, as a, you know, shopper. Um, so make a list of everyone you want to work with. I do this in a Excel spreadsheet or a numbers spreadsheet. I use numbers because I'm on Mac, but Excel, whatever works, you can do it in a Word document, you can do it by hand, wherever you feel best, but make sure it's something that you can refer back to easily and, like, update. I have multiple spreadsheets, actually. I have spreadsheets that go by genre, but just start with one. Start jotting down every single brand you dream of working with, and I encourage you to dream big here. Don't limit yourself and think to yourself, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to work with H&M. You don't know that. If they if you're if you dream of working with HM, I personally dream of working with H&M, write their name down because you got you want to be working towards that. So write their name down and keep that somewhere and refer back to it often. We're gonna use this list a lot, so keep it handy. Okay. The next thing you want to do is find email addresses. So unless you're targeting small businesses, which is absolutely fine if you are, if you want to work specifically with much smaller, more independent businesses, it can be quite hard to find email addresses. If you're working with a small business, it's, it's pretty simple. Go on their website, find the email address of whoever it is that you need to speak to and email that person. Now, if you want to work with bigger brands, like big corporate brands, This can stump a lot of people, and I genuinely felt stumped by it myself for quite a long time. However, there is a system and there is a way to find email addresses. There are a few options. The first one is that you can find out who does the PR for that brand and contact them. You can also find out which ad agencies work with that brand. And that's a little bit trickier and can involve quite a lot of Google searching. And I haven't always been super successful with that through a Google search. But it does work sometimes. The second way, and the one that I personally use quite a lot to find who you want to email and the email address of the person you want to email, is to search on LinkedIn. Uh, You can make a free account on LinkedIn. And basically what I do is, let's say I want to work with Jules. I search for the company on LinkedIn and then I will go through and you can actually see who has linked themselves up as working for that brand and this is where the gold is. (laughs) So you can look at who works for Jules and then scroll through and find the names of the people in the right positions. So if you want to work as a photographer with brands, you're mainly going to want to target the marketing departments or if they have a photo team, the photo team, but um, the most success I've had has been through the marketing side of things, or like the commerce side of things, so find out the names of all those people, and write down in your list of dream brands next to the name of that brand, the names, and also write down their position and who they are, so that you can like refer back and and remember what their job title is, because that can be quite important, um, The next part is a lot of people think, well, that's great. I have the names, but I don't have their email addresses. Um, I don't suggest messaging them on LinkedIn and and asking them for their email address. You can, but I have personally not had much success doing that. Well, I've never, I've never actually done that myself, and I don't think I would do that because the truth is, it's it's easier than you think. On every website of a brand they will have the sort of general email address of like contact at jewels.co.uk or contact at gap.co.uk, whatever brand it is you want to work with. Go on the website and find the email address, the general one, and then take the part that is the at gap.co.uk or at jules.co.uk and that is the end of every single person in that company's email generally speaking. Then, at most companies, there is one formula, and that is the person's first name and last name in one word at the company email address.co.uk, or first name, last name. Hang on, I just said that, didn't I? I'm just confusing myself. So hang on, start again. It's always going to be first name at the company.co.uk, or first name and last name at the company.co.uk, or first name dot last name. Try a few combinations and I guarantee you one of them will work. You might have a few that like bounce back, but most of the time I've always gotten through. This is genuinely how I have gotten in touch with most of the people I want to work with. I just guess their email address going off their name. So, it works! It does work. There is a third way you can find email addresses. Well, there's a couple ways more. You could actually ask on Twitter, you can email, you can, sorry, you can tweet the brand and say you wanna get in touch with someone on the marketing team and ask them to send you a contact. You can ask them on Instagram, but generally brands on Instagram get so many messages, sometimes spammy ones as well, that they won't have time to go through all of them and reply to everyone with requests like that. So don't bank on using Instagram for really big brands. The other way is through databases. I am currently trialing out um, Agency Access, which is a list database of email addresses and they basically take the whole world and all of the sort of creative roles and they have lists of their email addresses and contact details and you can use those to find people. I have upgraded to this system at the moment and I'm using that, I am not going to recommend it yet because I don't have enough results from it and I don't have enough experience using it because it's fairly new to me still, but that is an option. There's also one called Bikini Lists in the UK that does the same thing, I haven't used Bikini Lists. These, these agencies are quite expensive, I will say that. I only got the UK for mine and I got it on a Black Friday deal because it was like 50% off and they were offering me the whole world and it was a huge expense, way, way, way too expensive for what I needed. So I went with a much smaller package of just the UK and just certain contacts. I'm limited to certain things, but... Um, it has been interesting to look through, and I will come back to you if you're interested with more in- information on that later down the line. Um, right, let's talk about writing emails. You have to make your email personalised. It's so I know I have a I on my free um, free resources page on my website. If you want to download it, I have a template of an example of what an email could look like that I send this is kind of a really good starting point Um, and I use this template myself but I adapt it to every single person that I am emailing and the reason you want to do this is because brands and companies and people in marketing teams get so many emails not just pictures but internal emails and emails from companies outside of the company needing something that If they just get a blank email or like an email that's really generalised, that's obvious that you've sent it to everyone, they're going to ignore it. You need to add something interesting, you need to show that you've done your research, you need to offer them something really special. And that's my next point, is that within your email there needs to be some kind of offer so let's put yourself in their shoes for one second. Let's say you've received an email from someone asking you to book them for this job. Uh, here I am, hire me. I'm. This is why I'm great for you. But you haven't told them how you can help them, or how you, or why they should be interested in booking you. It's really important that you are very clear in your email what you can do for them. The email should never be about you and what they can do for you. It always has to be about what you can do for them. You are offering them value. You are making their life easier. You are making them earn more money. You are making you are saving them time. Whatever it is that you do for them, you have to include that in your email. So, one of the ways that I've had a lot of success in Building a relationship and getting my foot in the door and and getting started with these brands is by offering some kind of free shoot or a a shoot in exchange for product or a shoot in exchange for something small but most of the time I have done this and I've got my foot in the door, shown them what I can do and then that has led to a really great working relationship. It's led to me booking continuous work with these brands, it's led to them trusting me, it's led to them being able to see that I can deliver results so it doesn't have to be a free shoot you don't have to them offer them something for free but you do have to offer them something of value and you have to show them why you are valuable to them so keep that in mind when you go to write your email always have in the back of your head what am I offering to this person what can I give them that they cannot turn down that they cannot refuse Another really important thing is that you need to include in your email why you are a good fit for them. So you need to show them previous work that you've done that is similar to their brand. You have to show off your your website, you have to show off names of previous clients, if you don't have any shoots that you've done previously with brands or like you've never shot with a brand before, that's okay, just show them work that is in line with their brand, that can, that they can imagine their brand in the shop that's really important. If you send them a portfolio of imagery that is completely different to what their brand is, they are not gonna use you. They will not, even if it's free, they won't use you because it's not gonna be useful to them. So they need, need to be able to see themselves in your work. Keep your emails really short. That is another really important point. Um, people get so many emails these days. I get so many emails these days. If I receive an email... With like a huge wall of text, I don't. I don't read it. I don't like. We don't have time, so keep your emails short and sweet. Maybe two or three paragraphs. Really, just a few lines per paragraph. Per paragraph, sorry. Um, And if they reply to you, that's where you can kind of go into more detail. But just keep your email short. I guarantee you, you'll get a better response if you write a short and sweet email than if you go overboard and send them a long, long email. Okay, this is important. You must add direct links in your emails. Don't forget to make sure that any website addresses or any links to any portfolios or PDFs are hyperlinked. You need to make your emails clickable. People are not gonna copy and paste your website address into their browser. It just takes too long for them to do it. And it sounds crazy because it's very quick to do, but they're they're busy people. Make their life easy. Make things clickable. Really small, but really important point. And this is where the spreadsheet comes back into play now. I want you to keep a really strong record of every step you take. So you need to have a spreadsheet that has like, the name of the brand, the name of the person you contacted and when you last emailed them. The reason you want to do this is because when you pitch you are most likely not going to get a response the first time you email them. You are probably going to have to follow up so keep a detailed record of when you last emailed them and when you followed up. This means that let's say three down, three or six months down the line, if you haven't heard back from a brand, you can go back to them. You will be surprised by how quick time goes and you will go back to that spreadsheet you have and realize that you haven't emailed the brand you dream of working with for a year. <laughs> I do it all the time. I open up my spreadsheet and I go through it and I'm like, hang on, I'm desperate to work with this brand. Why have I not tried to email them again for six months? So keeping a really detailed record of what you've done and when and any sort of notes of what you have to do next will make your life so much easier. So keep that spreadsheet up to date. Always write down when you email people. Always write down if you got a response. If if you did get a response, what was the response? What's the next step? Do you have to do anything? Do you have to remind yourself to do something in six months time? Whatever it is, do that. This brings me on to following up and as I just mentioned, following up is actually sometimes the most crucial part of this. The amount of times that I have sent my initial pitch email, waited a week and not had a reply and then sent a really quick and short follow up email saying something along the lines of, hey, hope you're well, just following up on this email that I sent you last week regarding this." Please see it attached below for your convenience. Looking forward to hearing from you late, like soon or later or whatever. You have to keep this one even shorter because it has to be to the point. But by following up, A, you remind people of your email. And B, you show perseverance. You show that you are actually very keen. You are actually interested in working with this brand. The reality is that when you send that initial email, first of all, It might get read, but they might get distracted and then they get five other emails and they forget to reply to your email. This happens all the time. People also have their emails on their phones these days. I choose to be quite careful with my email on my phone for this reason. is that you will often open up an email in your phone, it will go unread, and then you'll get ten more emails, and then you'll forget to go back to that email when you're back at your desktop. So... People at companies do this as well. So don't assume that because you sent that first email that A, it's been read or B, that they, if they didn't reply, they didn't reply because they didn't want to. So I urge you to follow up. Following up is so, so, so important. And I I always try to follow up within about a week to a week and a half of my first email. (coughs) Excuse me. If I don't hear back after that second follow-up, I'll leave it for another week, week and a half, and then I will follow up one last time, and if I don't hear back from that point, I will leave it. And I'll leave it for a couple months, and then I'll try again. You mustn't be disheartened if you don't hear back. There are all kinds of reasons that you will not hear back from someone. It could be something as simple as they love your work, but they don't really need you right now. That's happened to me plenty of times. Sometimes they don't think you're quite the right fit yet. Sometimes they don't see that your portfolio is quite ready. But they, or they might already have someone just like you who's working with them. You can't just give up that easily though, because things change, departments change, people need people at different times maybe that you'll go back to them and it'll be just the perfect time and they'll have a project that's come up and they're like oh you're perfect for this we really need someone with this and you happen to pop up in their email at that exact moment that's happened to me so i urge you if you don't if you do pitch yourself to someone and you don't hear back and you've done everything that i've mentioned um don't feel disheartened it's so normal to not hear back and out of every 10 pitch emails I send, I will probably only hear back from one person. And pitching is just purely a long-term gain. That is what you have to do. It, it's a long slog, it's quite hard work, it's emotionally draining, but when it pays off, my goodness does it pay off well, because I, I really wouldn't be where I am right now if I hadn't pitched myself. Okay. <laughs> That is a lot of information for one podcast. If you want to dive deeper into pitching and you want to learn more about pitching, I have actually got a free five-part email course, which you can sign up for via the show notes in this podcast, or if you go to my website and you go to www.oliviabossert.com forward slash free-pitching-course, put your email in there, and you will get five emails sent to your inbox every few days, completely free of charge, that are really, really helpful. So I really urge you to sign up for that if you want to. Um, I have had a lot of people say it's been very helpful and very successful with that. Um, And I think that's everything I wanted to say. Go sign up for that pitching course if you want to take it. If you have any more questions about pitching, definitely feel free to come and speak to me on Instagram. You can find me at www.instagram.com forward slash Olivia or just go onto the app and search for my name, Olivia Bossert. And feel free to send me a DM. I am an open book. I'm happy to help you however I can. And I think that's it. I'm going to leave you there. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you with another episode very soon. Bye!